Hey guys, welcome to my podcast Mind Maps, where each episode we will be traveling to a new destination on our mind maps, whether it be the mind of a friend that has started a nonprofit to a teacher with a YouTube channel. Hey everyone, I have an amazing guest today, and her name is Celine, and she is the founder of the Physics Society. Um, she's all the way from Indonesia, which is amazing. I think she's the farthest guest that I've interviewed so far. Um, but Celine, if you could just tell me a bit about yourself and about the Physics Society, that'd be amazing. Hi, my name is Celine Lithio. I'm 17. I'm from National High Jakarta School here in Indonesia. I am the founder of Physics Society, but you know, just a bit about myself. I like to do photography, I play the piano, and I also enjoy doing public speaking as well. But yeah, from another end, I also do enjoy um, organizing my club, the Physics Society. Yes. So I guess now going on to just some questions about the Physics Society, where did the idea come from to start the, phys- the Physics Society? Um, so honestly, you know, I never realized science. So when I came into my new school, I had this really amazing physics teacher. He made science really bearable for me, <laughs> so sort of tolerable. And I also have a really amazing group of friends. They're always there to uh, discuss questions and kind of study together. And I felt really nice around them. I felt like um, I was free to explore all these topics with them, discussing together for hours on end. And it was really great. But when quarantine hit, I couldn't do that anymore. So I figured out like, hey, you know, this is one way to bring what we enjoy doing as a group of friends to people out there. And if it can make people enjoy science as well, you know, why not? Because this interest of mine, it really changed my decisions, like my college decisions. And I want to do the same for those people out there who are like um, struggling to find out um what they should do or what they're interested in so it would be really great to like bring people towards the stem side of things definitely um and so i know you mentioned in like a call that we did before this um how you have an audience from the u.s and like canada and all over um and so i would just love to know like how you garnered such a large part of your audience from overseas when i first started actually i was really clueless i thought like i was the only science club out there (laughs) i was really confused you know because it was 2020 it's it is impossible that we are the only club here so me and my friend we like spent hours we try to look for other people who are starting clubs just as rookie as we are and we couldn't find any until finally we stumbled upon like a group from Canada and we found out from there that oh my goodness there are so many people that are creating clubs it's so diverse and and we're just mind blown so we started like contacting all these groups and trying to talk with them and eventually we made a lot of friends and that's how we got there. What challenges did you face with your team and like your specific type of work ethic? My team's work ethic is very flexible. I just want to make them feel as enjoyable as possible. I had like a series of bad leaders in the past. I don't want to be like them. I want to give people the incentive to, you know, explore what they want to explore. So mm-hmm. I give them no deadlines, no nothing. They can pick any topic they want, but you know, this kind of work ethic some people who are responsible enough to be part of this team they do work for it but there are a few challenges like for example people who think like oh because this team is growing and i'm just part of it i'm not doing anything but i still deserve the credit for doing nothing and that's what some people definitely do in my team uh previously there there are a lot of freeloaders it was just a mess when we first started (laughs) 
going on to that, um, like with the people that not necessarily pulled their own weight, how did you handle them? I, I did handle it pretty roughly the first time. I was inexperienced. Like I thought leadership, you can't practice that. So I just went, I just went in. I just like punched, I just punched it in. I just like said, hey, you know, you're not doing this. You're, you're, you're so bad, you don't do this, this. And then like a huge fight started. It was really bad. And especially we're doing this online. We uh-huh. couldn't really see like what they're doing, right? So at the end of the day, uh, I just resorted to making things more organized, like listing down who did what and where their place is at. Because at that point, my team, we were like um, operating as a group of friends, but I realized that, you know, organizations, business, or like something external than that, it's not the same as friends. Everybody has to know their own place in it. And we organized the team. We wanted to uh, make a structure so that we know like um, who's contributing to what, and so people know their own value and there's like a bit of peer pressure like oh you're not doing anything you got to do something something like that you know I love how you handled it and like you know I think you're definitely probably growing as a leader yourself and I like how you're taking a different approach though like for the work ethic um like you mentioned earlier where you don't want to give them necessarily deadlines and you know if they're really passionate about this they'll definitely work on it themselves and they don't need those deadlines and they don't need that extra pressure right so I totally love that um and my last question regarding the physics society is what was the last project project you led um for the physics society and what was the outcome um, I, I have a lot of projects. My team, they're just really amazing people. I have my friend, Rebecca. She, she recently, she led the United States team. We have now an external team from the U.S. And then I have a friend, Ivy. She's the head designer. She's currently working on two children's books. So she's like illustrating them both from scratch. And we're publishing mm-hmm. them later this year. It's just really great. I have another friend who's designing a notebook and stickers as well. It's like a whole line of products. But like, unfortunately, this Corona time, we can really distribute it. So we're just like waiting for the perfect time. But so far, it's so good. I love all the different things they're doing, like, you know, making children's books to like notebooks and all these different things. That's amazing to hear. Um, And now just going on to your mindset. What was your greatest failure or regret? And what did you learn from it? not taking the opportunity right in front of me um sometimes i feel like you know i've done something i just don't want to do anything i feel like if i if i have an opportunity in front of me i'm like you know i'm not gonna learn anything from this i'm not gonna get anything it's just wasting my time and then in the future when i look back at myself i'm like why didn't why didn't i take it you know this could have changed the way i think this this is like a life changer but i didn't take it so i feel like these regrets are just um because I, I avoided um, opportunities. I, I, would, I would imagine if I avoided like um, starting Physics Society, it would be a, I wouldn't have meet, you know, I wouldn't have met a lot of people and learned these many things. It's like my first time being a leader as well. I wouldn't have this experience. And uh, yeah, it would be a regret of mine if I did. I totally wholeheartedly agree with that because I remember, you know, I used to have all these ambitions, but I never knew how to act on it and actually do something about it. And so I never, you know, took the opportunity, I guess. Um, So that's something I regret. But like, you know, now during quarantine, we've had so much time and I was like, you know, I'm just going to start a podcast. And I just like did it. And now I love it because, you know, I get to meet people like you from Indonesia all over the world and just learning about everyone and, you know, even 
and making new friends and it's just amazing and so i totally agree with what you're talking about um and my next question is how you want to keep improving or just challenging yourself to stop comparing myself to others because i i do realize that in a way i think differently than most people like growing up i know that uh my creative side is um some sort of different than most people's and i kind of feel like i'm always alone or like i'm doing something wrong and because of that like i would use other people's standards to make me feel like i'm normal you know when i was a kid like i don't know this is a silly thing but let's say if somebody takes 15 minutes to do something and i and i take like five minutes to do something i would literally stall my time so that i could finish it in 15 minutes so that i would be average so that i would like be the same as all the other kids mm-hmm. and um sometimes it's sometimes it's it feels like i'm i think uh i'm self-sabotaging myself in a sense because i always think like oh other people would do it um better than i would and and i was never right i remember when i was younger too i would also like stall when my friends when they didn't when they didn't finish and i finished i'd be like oh wait no i need to wait until they're finished to then turn in my stuff and i can totally see how that's like self-sabotaging because you know um just because you finish something earlier or even if you finish it later than other um people it doesn't necessarily mean um that you're less than them or even you know more than them it's just um i guess your own pace right because everybody is different there's no one specific you know mold or box that you have to be put in so i totally agree with that like for example i think when i uh, I, I tried to write a song once, right? And then I kept on thinking of like the rules and stuff. Like you can't mix like F and N E. You can't you can't put a sharp and a flat. You know you can't mm-hmm. do that. And I always thought like you know my own personal taste was always wrong, and that nobody shared my taste and something like that. Mm-hmm. But when I started to you know keep on following these rules, it just restricts your creative side. Mm-hmm. But when you just let it all flow, that's where you grow. That's where you improve. And that's why I answered that to your question. Like, I know that when you let yourself do the things you want to do, using your own standard, it will always work because it's you, you know, you know what you're doing. Yeah, no, definitely. And I relate that back with kind of like, I guess, college apps right now, because, you know, I think everybody, yeah, whenever they're doing college apps, we always think, you know, the colleges are looking for a specific person, right? We always think, oh, you have to have this statistic, and then you have to be taking these classes and doing these extracurriculars. But in reality, they're not looking for like any specific person. They're just looking for, you know, you and everybody's, you know, unique. And you just have to bring what you can to the table. And I remember I was talking with my friends, you know, about college app essays, right? Um, Because essays are like a big part of that. And I was like thinking, you know, oh, do I have to do an essay about, you know, um, how some experience changed my life or this and that? And they were all like, it just has to be showing, you know, you and your personality and what you can bring to the table. And then my next question is just what like inspires you or like motivates you? To know that I have the ability to connect with someone and to literally like help them and change their life. I think like I really like it when I have like, for example, a friend Mm -hmm. and I really do enjoy helping them and connecting with people. That's what inspires me. That that inspires me a lot. Like in the future, I hope I could uh, make people's life something really worth living. And uh, yeah, just to know that I, I can do something positive towards people. That inspires me a lot. Yeah, I totally agree with that because I feel like 
people don't realize how rewarding it is, you know, to affect somebody else's life and be a positive change in their life once it actually, you know, happens. You know, I used to always hear people say like, oh yeah, you always want to do things for other people um, and give back, right? But I think I never realized how rewarding it felt until you actually do it you know i think the thing with me is that when when people ask for help i really do it wholeheartedly but when it's it's something towards myself i i just feel like you know i have no motivation to do it mm. i think i think it's like the same with all those founders out there they feel mm. like they really like to help people but they they kind of overwork themselves so that's the mm. sad part we kind of just like want to keep on helping people but we really really like never take care of ourselves i think that's really important especially you know as like founders um and just leaders in general you have to take like a day or two just off for some self-care and um just to relax a bit you know and then my next question is what are your lifelong dreams or like do you see yourself as you know this um physics person in the future no you know definitely i don't think that physics is a career option for me i think I think uh, science is just something that helps you think in a logical sense, mm -hmm. because in my opinion, if let's say we're studying business now and everything, mm -hmm. business in the book and business in real life is different, but science, it just teaches you like the logic to everything, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, um, cause science is a very tedious subject. So if you can conquer that and um, you can learn all these theories and things, then I think, I think learning things in real life should be should be easier and that's why i take science and i actually really like it as well mm -hmm. but as for my dreams i see myself as uh i think person doing business or more mm -hmm. to helping other people i could definitely see you in business as well because you know just being able to talk with you and how you know freely and easily our conversation is going i definitely could see you in the business world um so yeah definitely just keep doing what you're doing and i'm sure you will get all the dreams that um you are wishing for um my next question is do you go by any like personal mission statement or something even as simple as nike's just do it or anything like that i have one i think it's a it's if it's too good to be true it's a scam yeah Mm -hmm. yeah when things sound too good to be true they're never they're never real you know they're always like you know study for the sat in six weeks like come on don't yeah. give me that no i totally agree with that you know sometimes like things will just pop up in my mail like oh my gosh free 100 dollar like gift card or something or just like randomly and i'm like there's no way there's no way people just give away money for free there's always some scam um or even you know like i think this also has to go into like expectations where like you know you can't expect everything to be perfect because i think if you go in with too high of expectations you'll always um just fall short of them because i think everybody always has these huge expectations whether it be for like you know college or whatever it is um but then I feel like if you go in, you know, with like, I guess, lower standards or lower expectations, then you'll always be satisfied, right? Because like, even if it does match, I guess, your expectations, you weren't expecting that much. And so you got what you expected. But then if it, um, you know, goes even, it's better than what you expected, then, you know, you're just happy in general. So I think those two just kind of go hand in hand. Um, my next question is, what is your greatest fear? Don't, I can't do injections. You know, I would... Oh. If, if, can't i used to have this like uh i think yearly i think annual injection mm -hmm. thing like the nurses would come to my school and they they have to chase me up the stairs <laughs> and like the whole school had to like 
search for me. They had search parties and they had to like carry me to the, to the what's it called, to the room and then they got to inject me. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. No, I totally agree with that. I remember, um, I mean, we don't have nurses coming to our schools, but I know I have like annual checkups each year and I would have to get all these different shots. Like, you know, literally, I think last year I had like four shots There's or something. There's so many shots. I know. Yeah. I know. And then it's just like, can't even look like, you know, I remember when I was younger too, I just like, I would just be like, no, 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 don't do it. And they have to keep counting down from like five, four, three, two, one, just like multiple times because I just couldn't do it. Um, but yeah, I totally relate with that. I don't get how people can just, you know, so nonchalantly just put a needle right. into your, just like, it <laughs> yeah, safe. exactly. Uh-huh. For the mindset part, I think like the greatest fear is just being alone. I mean, everybody's fear is being alone, right? sometimes I guess it's just a personal thing but sometimes I feel like oh I want to be alone I think it'd be so amazing you know but then once I really think about it it's like being alone is it's just even without a pet or anything I just can't even imagine that you know even if you have like so much money and you're just like in this huge mansion I would just feel so like isolated right exactly just empty and isolated so I agree with that as well um my last mindset question this is more of like positive I guess than like you know greatest feel or greatest failure um is what is your greatest achievement I definitely have a lot of achievements and like uh awards stuff like that but mm-hmm. I don't think they even matter at the end of the day, <laughs> the day they're just names and titles it doesn't really count but from those achievements what I have achieved and what I consider to be the greatest achievement is um to be able to learn more than um, some people who refuse to take these opportunities. Mm. Uh, I feel like I have achieved a better mindset than a lot of other people because like some people, they just don't take the opportunities outside of school and that's what they they know. Like their Mm. knowledge is just restricted to school. But me just personally being a science student, I'm extremely like grateful to be able to participate in um, so many competitions and Mm -hmm. activities to expand my knowledge on like um, business politics social issues and and that has really like um, changed the way I view the world and yeah I think that is the best achievement I've gotten from all these experiences I definitely agree with that as well because I remember it was literally just like last year or a few years ago I was definitely just stuck in my bubble you know at school where I would think um, like at school we have this competition it's called DECA and it's kind of like a oh yeah it's like a business kind of preparatory um, competition club type thing Um, and basically what it is is um, where there's like districts competition, state competition, and national competition. So district is like within um, your districts in the state that you're in. So Michigan, we have like, I think, 10 or 11 districts. And then if you, I guess, place um, first to third at districts, you get to move on to states. Um, and that's like, you know, for each state wide, they have their one competition. And then if you win first at states in your like, category um you're gonna make it to nationals but I remember you know in school we took this so seriously like I thought my life depended on this like I thought oh if I don't make it to national yeah I was like I thought and even people around me you know I was because I was just surrounded by this environment people were like if you don't make it to nationals you're like just dumb or something or your whole life depends on it yeah I know and I'm like now looking back I'm that's literally just um like a materialistic award that really doesn't do much for you you know and like also in that competition all we really do is simulate like um 
business scenarios yeah exactly and so I felt like now that I've been doing you know all these other things like podcasts and making like nonprofits and things like that I feel like I've learned so much more and done so much more than I ever did in um that club you know and just seeing that now that I've gotten out of that bubble of just my high school and have experienced so much more you know getting to talk to people like you and um just all over the world and learning about different mindsets and you know different people's like what inspires them or what they regret and what they want to become things like that um I think it's just so much more rewarding than just you know getting first place at a competition the title doesn't matter actually if you get first place you don't learn anything it's just like getting an a grade for doing nothing it's it's nothing exactly no I totally agree with that because I remember also I did like modeling for a bit last year and literally I did this competition it was so silly but I was the only competitor in my age group so they just gave me first for everything so obviously when I put like my, my when I put like my award for things people are like oh my god you got first at this like how did you club. feel right I right they're like how how did you feel like do you get first at this global like modeling thing and I was like well I was like the only one in there so that's how I got first but like in the end you know it doesn't really mean anything it's just really like you said it's just an award and it's like getting an Mm -hmm. A in a class without doing anything um so yeah I just totally agree with everything that you said that um now I'm just going to some fun questions what was the last book that you read it's called 50 Things They Don't Want You to Know. I think it's by Breitbart.com. I think that would be a really good read. Um, and then my next question is, what was the best movie that you've seen in the last year? Or if not the last year, just in general? I haven't been to a theater for like a year, I guess. Oh. <laughs> so sad, I know. Um, <laughs> lockdown's been six months, so I mean, that's okay. <laughs> I think the best movie that I've seen in general. You know Ford versus Ferrari? That movie oh no, I don't yeah the car movie I think that was really emotional that I really liked it oh my gosh there's so many movies that are like on my list you know to watch like Joker um and now I have this one on my list just so many um yeah but I totally relate with you know not being to the movie theaters in like a year because I definitely have not gone in so long especially now that we have like Netflix and I can just you know open my phone and just watch a movie just right there and it's just like I totally agree with that. Um, but my next question is, who are your heroes? My dad. I'll go with my dad. He's my hero. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, I think that's a really good um, hero, I guess, because I think a lot of people don't really realize, you know, how, how much their how parents much definitely- they do for you. Yeah, exactly. And how much, like, they probably went through throughout their lives. And I think people need to, I guess, talk with their parents more just about, you know, their experiences. Because they definitely had a whole, like, 40, 50-year life that they can talk so much about. Um, So I think that's really valuable. And I like how you, again, are saying, you know, your dad. Because I think a lot of people, when I ask this question, they'll say, you know, some aerospace engineer or something. Or, like, a Nobel Peace Prize. (laughs) Yeah. My last fun question is, what do you do in your spare time or just for fun? I do a lot of things. I mean, I don't have anything on, you know, doing it regular, Mm -hmm. a regular basis. But I I do like, um, you know, bonding with my siblings, playing Mm -hmm. with them. I like to call my friends cooking maybe playing the piano Mm -hmm. photography editing things 
yeah reading a book or like watching youtube movies you know i like how you're so diverse you know i think it's good to have a lot of different eggs in your basket just um to have for fun you know and like i'm trying to become more like musical you know doing the guitar and piano but i'm like it's still in its works like i respect you for being able to you know play the piano and do all these different things um yeah my last things are brain teasers i always do these for fun um but if you were or no, if you could be an, an any animal in the world what animal would you be and why i have big teeth so um, <laughs> i'm gonna go with a horse you know i don't regularly i don't believe in the you know zodiac stuff but mm-hmm. uh but in my Chinese zodiac, I'm a horse. And then in my, my zodiac zodiac, I'm a Sagittarius. So that's like a double horse with my big teeth. So like, I'm going to just go with horse. I think it'd be like a great experience to just like be a horse, like run in the field, just be free, you know? I'm actually also a horse in the Chinese zodiac. And so I remember whenever I was little, whenever I found that out, I would always just be obsessed with horses. And I know like there's this barn in my um, city. And I remember when I was younger, my mom would tell me whenever we would pass it in the car, I would just tell her to stop i'm like mom stop 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 stop! i want to see the horses because i just always like loved horses you know um yeah i would have to agree with that because you know horses they're just so fast and they're just like you know so beautiful with their hair in the wind yeah uh-huh so i totally agree with that um my last question is if i was a genie and i granted you three wishes right now what would you wish for oh no this is hard dude every time <laughs> every time somebody says you only have three wishes and you'll say like oh you know i will have a million wishes and they say no you can't <laughs> fine fine i can't have a million wishes i think i think okay wish number one i think i would like you to make me immortal <laughs> yeah. like ageless and then like put me put me in the beginning of human history then i'll die like in the future when hum- mm-hmm. humanity ends i think mm-hmm. it would be so nice to see like what happens you know exactly and then, uh, second wish i think uh oh no this is actually really hard <laughs> i think um i actually don't know that's all i want just to be like immortal <laughs> uh i think i think i want to know if i go to heaven or not i think the first wish though that's like so unique i never thought about that you know just like being immortal to see all the new generations of humans and what humans will even like look like you know in the future we might form and like turn into i don't even know we'll see um but I think that'd be really interesting, you know, because we always talk about, um, oh, what the future's going to look like. Because I know my parents, right, they're, when they were younger, they never thought that they would be able to move to America and be able to have, like, a phone, you know, where you can just, like, touch the screen and just call somebody. Right, exactly. So it's crazy to think what we're even going to look like in even just, like, 50 years and to think even, like, you know, thousands of years later what we're going to look like. Um, I think that'd be so cool to see, especially if you're immortal, um, and just be able to live throughout all the different generations of humanity that would be so cool um thank you so much celine for being on um and i think listeners will learn just so much about um the physics society and about your mindset in general celine if you have any like last notes or plugs for the physics society or just personal things um you can give that a go right now 
thank you to everybody who has supported our effort and initiative. It really means so much to us. We haven't, we, we, we can't get this far without all the support and all the friends that we have made throughout the journey. And we're really, really grateful for that. So I hope I could like get that message across to all your listeners. I think that's a great note to end on. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I hope you guys will tune into the next episode. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. It means the world and I hope you guys follow the podcast and stay tuned for the next episodes.